Welcome to Inside Monster Jam, powered by Lucas Oil, the official Monster Jam podcast. I'm Scott Jordan, and my guest this week was recently crowned co-rookie of the year at World Finals. So let's go to California on the Great Clips Hotline as we're joined by Ashley Sanford. Ashley, welcome to Inside Monster Jam. Thanks for joining me. I am so excited to be here doing this with you. I truly am thrilled. It's been like the craziest year of my life. And I feel like getting to do this, it's just, it's really solidifying like what journey I've been on. So thank you for having me. Absolutely. You and I chatted a little bit at World Finals. I, I know it was a thrill for you to be there, be nominated not only for Rookie of the Year, but also Entertainer of the Year. And you've really solidified yourself as, as a contender. And we're going to get there. But first, we're going to talk about the start of your journey to Monster Jam. And when you talk about Ashley Sanford, you know, top fuel dragsters seem to come into play a lot. So how in the heck did you end up in top fuel dragsters? Oh, it is quite the story. And I love when people ask because they say, how did you get here? And the best part is I hope people can relate. There's no one way to get anywhere. You just have to follow your heart. And that's what I did since I was a little girl. When I was eight years old, I was watching my dad and grandpa and even uncles compete in sand drag racing, which out here in Southern California was, you know, a very small community, but it was my whole life. And I loved getting to watch my dad more than anything. And I really just wanted to be like him when I grew up. And so at eight years old, getting to start off competing on a quad, we say the rest was history because by the time I was 14, I was able to move up into a super comp dragster. And after that, when I was 16, I actually, after getting my street driver's license here in California, I got to get my blown alcohol dragster license in the sand. I was going 155 miles an hour and 300 feet of dirt. So it's easy to say that the need for speed has been real as long as I could remember. And on that note, I just knew I wanted more and I knew I was going to find a place in the motorsports world. But being a first generation driver, I'm sure so many can relate. It is not that easy. And so there was so many blood, sweat and tears between myself, my family, going from sand drags to then taking that step and getting to go onto the asphalt NHRA drag racing, which just the way I looked at Monster Jam was just this unattainable dream, but we went for it. And getting to compete in top alcohol dragsters where I started with my family was some of the coolest moments of my life because we really did go through it all. And at that point, I knew I still wanted to go faster. And so I worked so hard to get the funds together that was just enough to get my top fuel license and debut at my first top fuel event. And after that, I was just I was in trouble <laughs> because it really was such an amazing experience and getting to go 323 miles per hour was my fastest speed is there's truly nothing like it in the world, but I'm so grateful for it. And it opened the door for me to actually connect with a rep, the Rapisarda family who is out in Australia where I spent a few years just up until COVID racing with them. And wow, I mean, again, some of the most incredible memories and, you know, going and looking at monster trucks and dragsters, two totally different worlds, two totally different styles of driving, but it is absolutely a huge part of who I am is my top fuel career and getting to have that experience. And I have used so much of that in Monster Jam. And it really is just such a cool experience to now look back and be like, you know, when I was 18, I thought, 
oh my gosh, I, you know, I just want to get in an alcohol dragster. And then by the time I was 25, I'm like, I just want to get in a top fuel dragster. And now here I am about to be 30 years old in a monster jam truck. And it just shows that if you believe in yourself and you go for it, you can make these dreams happen because pinch me. I'm in a Megalodon shirt. <laughs> this is amazing. <laughs> That's right. What, what were your what were your parents' thoughts about you doing this racing? I know I know in Southern California is a land of dreams, but it doesn't seem to be the normal thing for for girls to do in in, in Southern California is be racing dragsters. So, what were your parents' uh, thoughts and support on that for you? So that's such a great point because my parents are the world to me. They're the reason I'm here. They're my biggest support team. And no, I was not the normal Southern California girl, but also at the same time, I kind of was because I danced, I cheered, I did gymnastics, I did t-ball and I drag raced. And so it was kind of that thing that my parents, no matter what I was interested in, they supported that dream. But ultimately, when it came to being behind the wheel, that was my happy place. And they knew that they saw that and they supported it. And let me tell you the amount of backlash they got, especially about, you know, 16 years old, when I was really getting in the heavy hitter cars, they people were just shaking their heads at them saying, how would you let your young daughter get into such a dangerous vehicle? But they trusted me. They believed in my, they believed in me more than I believed in myself because they saw the passion. They saw the drive that I've always had. And they knew that that's where I was meant to be. And so to have that support, it's truly what's given me the confidence to go after this and look at, I did it. It's amazing. I think. It's paid off in a big way for you. Mama Sanford, follow me on Instagram. Let's show her some love and give her a follow as well. Coming up more with Ashley Sanford as we continue on with Inside Monster Jam powered by Lucas Oil. Welcome back to Inside Monster Jam, powered by Lucas Oil. This week, I'm joined by Monster Jam Rookie of the Year, Ashley Sanford. And for those of you listening right now where you download your podcast, yes, this is Scott Jordan. I have a bit of a nasal bug. You're not listening to me holding my nose as I talk to here, but uh, we're going to get through it anyway because we have Ashley on, and I've been waiting for this episode for a while. So, Ashley, let's talk about now getting into Monster Jam. Uh, Becky McDonough, who I was a huge fan of when I first started, was very kind to me, one of the uh, female pioneers in the sports. She was kind of instrumental in you getting involved in Monster Jam, correct? Correct. I was the biggest fan of her. I, for where I grew up in uh, Southern California, going to Angel Stadium in Anaheim was one of the coolest places ever for, I know so many people, but for me getting to have that as my home track and see Becky there. I was an instant fan. And so it started with social media. I just followed her and had been commenting on her things. And she paid notice and gave me a follow back. And really was just over online, having that girl power communication of cheering each other on in two different worlds of motorsports. But it gave me that bug. And it was like, I was a little eight-year-old Ashley again. And I was like, you know what? That would be so fun to drive a Monster Jam truck. I could totally see myself doing this. And so I just reached out and I said, please tell me how you got started, who I could reach out to. This is something that I'm just so drawn to. And she gave me the number for Keith Speller. And at that point, I sent in a resume just like any other job, waited to hear back and actually got to go out and do an audition in December of 2019. And it was the coolest experience because at that point I was like, wow, no, I could absolutely see myself doing this. It just clicked. 
But then the world had other plans and COVID happened and everything shut down. And so it was one of those things that I just, in my heart, as much as it felt like, no, this was so right. I just felt like, okay, nope, it wasn't meant to be. So there was a lot of radio silence and I had reached out myself knowing that, you know, things were still not up and running, but I just wanted to keep my name in the mix and, you know, fast forward to just last summer, I ended up getting the call again from Keith Speller. I was actually working as a waitress at the time. So, I mean, it was one of those things where it was, it was meant to be, it just wasn't the right time. Just before summit of last year in November, getting the call and being asked to me, which is the craziest, Keith Speller asking, would you like to drive Megalodon? <laughs> um, absolutely. Yes, it was the easiest, <laughs> but at the same time, I almost passed out because I was just in disbelief. See how far I've come in just a year. It's amazing. What was your favorite part of MJU? Oh my gosh, my favorite part of MJU. Well, I mean, to me, it was just the whole experience really was so special. The people that I was with, um, Chelsea, I got to Chelsea Van Cleef, who's been doing amazing this year. Um, we connected so well with all the technicians, with Tom. It was like the coolest summer camp I've ever been to is what it felt like. And, you no know, learning to drive the trucks. So what a challenge and what an experience. But having Tom Mentz, the professor, the guy I have looked up to as like, the best of the best in Monster Jam. And I know so many people agree. It was so cool getting to have him hold your hand and show you the ropes, but also do it in such a way that <laughs> it was unlike anything else. You have to know Tom to know Tom. It's his own language. So I feel like I did learn a new language <laughs> out there, but one of the coolest things ever because I learned so much and it took so much of it with me into the arena floor. And it's what helped me get this guy right here, getting the rookie of the year. Absolutely. Then the other side, you have a Brucey, right? That was, that was in your truck. And, and we talked <laughs> off. So everybody know we talked off there, right? behind you we talked off airs I'm, I'm i'm trying to educate ashley along with our production staff here that bruce was not just the name of the shark in finding nemo it was the name of the shark in the movie jaws as well so that's why you have megalodon and these shark things man we just we just got to educate jaws yes. great movie 1978 but uh, jaws the shark bruce the shark and now megalodon and ashley the shark driving like a 12,000 pound megalodon prehistoric beast all right coming up next we're going to talk about ashley's incredible season on arena championship series west stay right where you are more inside monster jam is next Welcome back to Inside Monster Jam, powered by Lucas Oil. I'm Scott Jordan, and this week I'm joined on the Great Clips Hotline by Megalodon's Ashley Sanford. So, Ashley, you come into Monster Jam. I, I love that. Just, you know, this is, why, this is why you were nominated as Entertainer of the Year, because you're just always on, and I, I love that. Uh, let's talk about your season, though. Arena Championship Series West, you end up finishing in sixth, which, you know, this was, I think, one of the most crowded rookie classes we've had in recent memory. So for you to take this spot on a very tough series and lead that into being named co-rookie of the year says a lot about your abilities and your personality and your, your ability to engage with the fans. But let's talk about that first event for you. You get the opportunity. I know you were stoked. You come out there on a very tough series and right away you're thrown to the sharks you know no pun intended uh to have to compete for a series championship so how was that for you it's so crazy looking back on it because i mean i was so intimidated i was terrified i mean 
the people I was competing with stacked lineup. And I was over here, I was just like, I'm baby shark. I was owning it. But at the same time, I look back and I'm so glad I did. And I went out at the first event and I was like, you know, we're going to take our time. We can be the slow shark at first because these trucks, they are massive, right? And on these arena floors, the technical abilities it takes to maneuver them and do the things that all these drivers do, I will be the first to admit, being a fan, becoming a driver, I thought it was going to be way easier than it is. But no, driving these trucks is so difficult. And so I told myself, you know what, we're going to get there, but we're going to take our time with it. And I'm so glad I did that because it gave me that time to get to know the truck and get to know my corners and the space I was working with. And it really gave me that solid progression, I feel, and got me to the point where I was able to pull off this because looking back, and seeing all the rookie competitors I was up against, I truly did not think I stood a chance getting rookie of the year. I mean, amazing drivers, amazing competitors, had plenty of wins all throughout the board. But the one thing that I think we all have in common is the heart and the drive. And I know for myself, I have so much heart and so much drive. And going into the 2023 season, I was, that was number one. I was like, as you know, as much as I want to get comfortable, I want to enjoy this. I want to have fun. And I want that to be expressed every time I'm in the truck. And I really think I was able to pull that off. And a lot of people message me on Instagram and Facebook when I announced you were coming on the show about their experiences meeting you. And they didn't have questions. They just wanted to share those experiences with me. And I've never had as much of an outreach from fans when it comes to a driver. All of our drivers are very engaging with the fans. We spend a lot of time with them. But at what point did that become something of importance for you is to be able to stand out as someone that whether you're on the track or off the track, you were going to be that fan in the truck and you were going to engage and allow our fans to share in this experience with you. Yeah, no, for me, this goes back to my drag racing days. And I mean, back to when I was a little girl, because I was that kid that was on the other side of the line. I would wait in line and get the autographs and get the toys signed and get the pictures. And I remember the people who took that time with me and the people who maybe, I mean, hey, we're all human at the end of the day. And, you know, things happen, but getting to put that extra time and make that experience for someone left such an impression for me as a young kid that I told myself if I was ever in this position, I was going to, you know, take that time and make that experience that much more special because I remember being that excited fan and, you know, it's a, exciting world monster jam and so getting to be in person with the trucks and the drivers is an unforgettable experience so why not make that even more special and it really is easy for me because I am so excited to be driving and getting to talk with the fans and answer their questions do you know whatever and it to me it's such a cool position to be in that I will always take the time and getting to hear that from you just, you know, makes me so happy and shows that it's all worth it. Well, when, when you got to Nashville for world finals, obviously big week for everybody. We get to the award ceremony and you are nominated for rookie of the year and Chris Kohler comes up, accepts his award. And then it's a wait, there's more, you know, we got one more trophy to hand out. What was going through your mind there before they read your name off? And then once you won, was it validation for you that yes, I've, I've earned this. I've arrived here now. So fun fact, I had actually gone backstage because I went at the wrong time thinking I was going to be announcing. So I had just came back to my seat 
got to the witnessed the end of Chris's speech. And I was like, oh my gosh, I missed it. And I was so bummed. And I was like, okay, well, thank goodness I didn't win because (laughs) I wouldn't have been out here. And so it was so much was happening at once. And then they're like, but wait. And in that moment, I was like, there's just no way. There's no way. And I so the shock that was on my face was as authentic as it could ever be because I, again, bringing back to the other competitors I was with, incredible drivers, did amazing stuff all season. And I truly just felt like, okay, I, you know, I had a slow progression as much as I had a progression. So I really have to shout out all the other rookies because I do believe everyone deserved a spot getting to be up there and holding that trophy. But I am so grateful it ended up being me because to me, again, going back to just eight-year-old Ashley. I have put so much to get to the position I'm in right now and getting this trophy really just solidified that it was all worth it. And so again, forever grateful. It's definitely my proudest achievement. It's so awesome. There's so many opportunities now for fans to see Monster Jam at arenas and stadiums worldwide. You know, we're on Mav TV with our stadium broadcast, but now we also have our Arena in 30 series that airs Sunday mornings on Mav TV. Cheap plug there, by the way, but please watch Arena in 30 every Sunday morning. You can see Ashley in Megalodon. So I have a chance to really uh, call a lot of your events and, and see what you do. And the progression that you have had each and every event has, has been noticeable. So let's talk about, you know, your progression as a rookie all the way now through the, the, the latter half of the year, what have you noticed from a driving style that you've been able to change? Oh, I have been able to get much more technical as far as being aware of where I am. And this is probably the one thing that I could relate to drag racing is seat time is so valuable because with every pass, it's, you know, it's a new learning lesson, but also it's teaching your body to adapt to where you're at. And so over time, you just naturally react to things and it's second nature. And I think that's so important when it comes to any kind of motorsport. And that's just what takes time. It's the seat time. And so combination of that and just truly the fire that is lit inside of me to where now I feel comfortable in the truck. Now I want to start bringing it. Now I want to start really competing with these heavy hitters and try and bring everything I've got to try and take them down. Because yes, so, you know, getting to be up against people who've been veterans doing this for a long time, it's amazing because I'm learning so much from them. But I do have to remind myself, this is your first year driving a Monster Jam truck, Ashley. You're not going to have that skill level these guys will. But hey, I'm giving it all I have. And each time I've been going out, truly just each event, I've been trying to bring it more and more, which has me so excited for the 2024 season because I am ready to bring it. All right, let's talk about that. We got about 30 seconds to the break, but you're going to stay in the West Series against some heavy hitters, including Brandon Vincent. What are your expectations of 24? Oh, you know, as much as I want to try and give myself high expectations. I'm going to go out there and do the same thing. I'm going to have fun and I'm going to learn with every event, with every pass, because that's how I'm going to progress. That's how I'm going to grow. And this fire that's inside of me, I know it's just going to get hotter and hotter. And with that, who knows what's going to happen. And I, I'll just say <laughs> I'm ready. I'm ready to let loose is what I'm ready to do. Just start bringing it up, crank it up a notch. <laughs> All right. Well, she threw it down. We're going to wait and see if she can follow through with those words. Coming up next, you take over the desk and you get to ask your questions to the 2023 Monster Jam Rookie of the Year. That's next on Inside Monster Jam, powered by Lucas Oil.
Welcome back to Inside Monster Jam, powered by Lucas Oil. My guest this week is Megalodon's Ashley Sanford. It's time for your fan questions. You can get in on the conversation by following me on Instagram. Let's start it right here with T Sabian 55 wants to know, how do you handle being on the road a lot? Ooh, so it's, hey, it's a bittersweet thing. I personally do love it. It's a lot of fun getting to go new places. And it's always something new and exciting, but I always miss my dog. That's the number one. <laughs> my dog is my life. And if I could take her everywhere, that would be the only way to make it perfect. <laughs> Brandon Job has a great question. What did you find is the hardest part about the great clip skills challenge as a rookie, not having much experience in doing as many maneuvers as your competitors? Oh, absolutely. Two wheel has probably been my least favorite just as a competitive standpoint, because it's so hard to compete with these drivers who have the experience and have the skill level. But at the same time, it's been that playground for me to try new things and to push myself. And when in doubt, skywheel it out. <laughs> and I've been having a blast. With I like it. that. <laughs> uh Colin Groom wants to know, how did it feel being one of the first full-time female drivers of Megalodon? You and Michaela Talashka had Megalodon uh, this year. So it's got to be pretty cool to be a female face of a giant shark, right? Oh, amazing. I tell every fan I meet in person about this. I'm a big shark girl. Blue is my favorite color. I celebrate Shark Week. It's This was so perfect for me. And getting to be one of the first females to represent Megalodon has been such an honor. And I've been enjoying the ride. I mean, like I have blue nails. I coordinate everything. Right. <laughs> I love it. I like that. All right. So a question from me. I, I, I looked at your profile on monsterjam.com and saw that one of your favorite TV shows is The Office. I've seen every episode. So what's your favorite episode of The Office ever? Ah, oh, my gosh. That is a hard question. But I don't know why. First thing that goes to mind, like it always puts a smile on my face, is Kevin dropping his big bowl of chili. <laughs> 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 I love yeah. that scene so much. It's one of my all-time favorites. So there you go. I have to go with Michael Scott eating the fettuccine before he runs a marathon. That's one of my favorites. All right, Ashley, thank you so much for joining me. That's all the time we have. I will see you right here next time on Inside Monster Jam, powered by Lucas Oil.